Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever you're tuning in from. Welcome to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. I am very, very pleased that you are all here with me today. I've got a wonderful guest on my show today. I've been looking forward to bringing him on for quite a while. He's introduced through a friend and uh, actually I've had several people tell me, oh, you got to know this guy. He's a great guy. You got to I'm on your show. I'm like, okay, let's do it. Um, so I'm very excited to to get to my guest in a moment. But first, of course, we have my little section of my book, Everyday Awakening. Um, and uh, let's get to it so I can introduce him to you. So uh, this week, our section is called Intention and Inflection are the Foundation of All That We Do. The intention with which we do anything is very powerful. It creates the energy that is the foundation of all of our actions. It is like the inflection we use when we speak. The same word can have two totally different meanings depending on our tone of voice. Are we doing something out of a feeling of guilt or shame? or out of joy and contribution? Are we looking to serve and help others, or are we out for our own benefit? Are we giving from a place of abundance and flow, or is it a transaction that we are waiting for the return on? Of course, more often than not, our intentions are mixed and not purely one thing or another. That's okay, as long as we are aware of it. Knowing what our main intention and our secondary intentions are is valuable. Often, we can see how they play out in our interactions with others and most obviously in our results. Awareness is the first step to understanding and making a change to how we do anything. Instead of running by default, we can be more intentional with our actions by taking the time to be quiet and think and feel about what we are about to engage in. Does this action we are about to take make us feel good deep deep down inside? Does it make us feel that we are a creator and not a victim? Does it reflect our power and our beauty or our fear and our pain? Determining our intention is a powerful first step. We just have to take the time to make it a priority in our life. So what is your intention? 
So I, I wrote this section of my book a while ago, and it, it, I wanted to kind of bring these two different topics together of intention and inflection, because they're things that I've often spoken about separately, um, but then I saw how they actually weave together because our inflection actually reveals what our intention is. So, so what do I mean by inflection? So the inflection with which we do something, and, it, and it's not just about sound, it's not just about vocal quality, mm. but our inflection is like the, the color with which we paint. It's, it's what is, it's how, it's how our real intention is revealed to us. When we engage in something, whether it's a conversation with a friend or you're talking to a prospect or you're, you're talking with a family member, if it's more important for you to be right than to be kind, that's going to taint that interaction in a certain way. That's the inflection. It's it's the underlying motivation. It's the underlying energy with which we engage in things. Now, our intention is really like, why are we doing this? Well, what, what, what are we looking to happen from this interaction? And, and intention, and a lot of people talk about intention. And, and there are a lot of different exercises out there to help us with, with, with being intentional around things. And it was just that it, taking the time, because I find so often we know these things, we even practice them sometimes, but I know for myself how often I get so busy and I get tied up and I'm running from one Zoom meeting to another Zoom meeting to having to take care of this or that. And I sometimes forget to really be mindful of what my intention is behind taking all these actions and, and doing all these things. But my inflection, how I show up in them, I believe, and I could be hallucinating this, but I believe when I talk with people, when I meet with people, when I work with people, they can tell that my inflection is primarily coming from my heart. It's primarily about how can I be in service? How can I help? How can we make the world a better place? And so by that sort of being my overall palette with which I paint, even when I forget to set my intention, people still feel my energy. They still can sense where my motivations are coming from. And so that's why I say that these two aspects of intention and inflection are so interwoven and, and so are so important with what we do. And, and, and you really can't separate them too much. I mean, you can try, but it, it just doesn't work because we are who we are. And, you know, there, there are definitely some people out there who are great at faking it. 
But if you spend any real time and you have some some in-depth conversations with them, where they're coming from will, will very obviously be revealed. So that's why I just let's for this week, our homework, let's uh, let's be mindful of our intention and our inflection and especially our inflection around our words. You know, how is it coming out? You know, it's often said that what comes out of us is is much more important than what comes into us because what comes out of us really shows where we're at. So that's the my little section from my book, Everyday Awakening. That section is entitled Intention and Inflection are the Foundation of All That We Do. And that, of course, is is from my book, Everyday Awakening, which you can get at www.everydayawakeningbook.com. Um, and it's available in all the major booksellers. And if you're like me and you like supporting the small independent bookstores, um, you can always um, go to your independent bookstore. And if they don't have it, you can ask them to order it because we're in all the major distributors. So so they can actually order the book. Just tell them to get this book. It's a great book. Actually, a small little bookstore in my neighborhood. It's a not a bookstore. It's a, a, it was a drugstore pharmacy, but they have books from local authors. So I went in there one time and I said, oh, would you be interested in carrying my book sure and i went in there i sold him a few books uh wholesale actually i have to go back and see how that's doing <laughs> um anyway so now um it is my pleasure to welcome to the show um professional executive coach and i don't know and and modern day mystic bob russo uh bob has accomplished many great things he has enjoyed a rewarding career at ibm and retired as an executive after 33 years there wow Bob was married to the most amazing woman on the planet, he says, but he risked everything when he came out as being gay um, when he was 45 years old after 25 years of marriage. The risk paid off and Bob's family, life and career thrived. He's currently married to the most amazing man on the earth, of course, how can he be married to anyone else? And his former wife, even uh, came to their wedding ceremony with a prayer and one of his sons was his best man. So obviously they worked through whatever challenges there might have been. Bob works with people who are at the top of their profession, people who take charge. They can be chief officers, senior leaders, performers in the arts, athletes, and spiritual leaders. Bob has dedicated his life to working with people um, just like this to find new pathways to greater heights in business, career, and life. Bob is a former member of the Board of Directors of the International Coaching Federation, New York City Chapter, and it is my pleasure to welcome Bob to the Conscious Consultant Hour. How are you doing today, Bob? I am doing great. Thank you. This this is my pleasure, actually, to be here, Sam. I, I love being with you, so this is my pleasure, but I, I'm glad it's your pleasure also. And it's funny, I wasn't a bit nervous about doing this, but as you were reading my little bio there... And you got to the point of all these little parts in my life where I had to change and take a risk. I started getting nervous again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of funny. Like people tend to think that, oh, you know, look at this great person. And they made all these major changes in their life. But it wasn't so easy to do it at the time, was it? No, it wasn't. And and, and it's funny. It's not so easy to listen to it and remember that that was me Mm. through all of that. Um, and I hope that a little bit of that comes out in this interview today, too, um, about taking risks, about following your spirit, about knowing where you're going. And I love your introduction about intention 
That was phenomenal. I Thank resonated you. with everything you said there. I would love to continue a little bit more discussion on that whenever you want, but that was perfect. That was powerful and perfect. Absolutely. It, it's kind of funny how, you know, I'm just going in order of, of the sections of my book, but somehow whatever comes up that day is perfect for whoever the guest is or whatever the conversation happens to be that day. And I'll tell you why it is perfect for me. Two reasons. One, I went on a, a very powerful spiritual retreat this past December with a great spiritual leader. And his whole week with him was all about intention and intent. Right? I mean, come on. And this is what I'm like, I'm like, not, I'm grappling with like, what does this mean? And you now you bring in inflection. I love that. That's a third element. Because it's intention, which is like, what do I want to do in the world? What do I want to do? Intent is what I actually do. That's my intent. Now mm. my inflection, I love that, is my color. How do I color it? What energy do I bring into it? Is it positive energy? Is it negative energy? I love that. And the thing that I am practicing since I did this, and I will offer it to your audience, it's a, it's a, it's a simple practice in every moment of every day, thinking about this, and you can do this even on reflection, to make sure that your intent, your intention, and your inflection are all in alignment, I look at four things. Mm. First, my thought, because everything is a thought. Right. It starts as a thought. So is, is my thought in alignment with my feeling? Like what mm. is happening? Are my thoughts and my feelings in alignment? And then are my feelings and my words in alignment? Because what I bring into the world, the first thing is my words. That's how I create anything in this world is to first create it in words. So my thoughts, my feelings, and my words are, are in alignment. And then are my actions in alignment with all of that? Am, that's the intent and the inflection. How am I bringing something into this world, into the world of 3D, from my thoughts to my feelings, my words, and my action? If all of them are in alignment, I'm living my most perfect uh, experience in life at the moment. But if my thought and my feelings are not in alignment with my, my words, that's how many times you said how we hide or, we, or we're not really true as right. to what we want to say. It takes a lot of energy. It and does. It and you see, that's where also the inflection comes in because if, if the, the thoughts and the words and the actions are not in alignment, then something just won't quite sound right. And it will be picked up by the by the receiver, even if you're not yes. aware of it, if you're not even aware of it. But I love that inflection. Getting everything in alignment, your inflection is going to be at the highest level, the highest frequency. It is always going to be for the greater good of yourself and everyone else. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So absolutely. I love that I offer that, that, that I look at that uh, every single day. Well, my thoughts, my feelings, my words and my actions in alignment. Did I do what I actually wanted to get done or what I was coming from to get done? Or was I hiding? Hiding yeah. is what too. Right. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, Bob, we're going to take a quick break. Um, and when we come back, I, I would like to dive in a little bit to your background and kind of let, let's just to give some context, um, talk about your journey a little bit for our audience, and okay. then we'll, we'll take it from there. Okay. That was wonderful. Thank you.
Awesome. So everyone, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We do this every Thursday, 12 noon to 1 p.m. Eastern Time right here on talkradio.nyc and Wednesdays 10 a.m. on KMET out in Palm Springs, California and on demand anytime on talkradio.nyc and you will be right back with our guest Bob Russo in just a moment. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy. And I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We're speaking this hour with Bob Russo. Um, so, Bob, you're one of those rare individuals like myself who very grounded, very practical, worked in the corporate world for many years, but you also have a, a very spiritual side to you. And I'm just curious, did that spiritual side, like, come after some big event or something happened or is that something that was always there for you i guess i can answer that both ways um mm -hmm. it came to me in an event that's for sure my mystical side came to me in a very big event um I always age four five six i always felt the presence of something the knowing of something but too young to really understand what's going on i can remember saying thing to my parents like don't go in that room there are people in there. <laughs> I had the feeling. I had these conversations. They remember this. But about age 17 um, is really when I had my first mystical experience, which really threw me, but didn't know what it was, but it was a great experience. And I lived the rest of my life up until this day through that very first experience. And I want to put that 
down as being one of the things that has helped me through that whole life that you discovered. Mm. Let's talk about that a little bit more. At age 17, I was with a bunch of friends, and all of a sudden, I was outside of my body. Really? There was no body. There was not even a consciousness of Bob Russo. It was just pure consciousness. There was nothing mm. around me. There was not, it was just, I was in a space of knowing. I hope you weren't on the subway at the time. Wasn't at the subway. <laughs> I've learned how to deal with the subway because I can, I can get myself into danger there too. No, I wasn't. I was in a friend's house and we were with okay. a bunch of friends and no drugs, no, everybody always asked, well, you know, what drugs are you on at 17? No drugs. All of a sudden I just felt my energy just expand and I was no longer in my body. And I, but I was totally conscious and it was a really beautiful, lovely space and it was filled with peace. I felt no pressure, no nothing, but I had a knowing. And all of a sudden, seriously, this little golden globe came in front of me and it looked at me and I kind of looked at it and it communicated to me, you are love, you will always be loved and you will always give love. That was it. Mm. In that moment, I felt the most precious love unconditional love agape mm -hmm. i was in the presence of it i knew what it was i didn't even know who i was but i just knew i felt it and then all of a sudden this golden globe goes away and i can still feel the energy of my body coming back and i started like getting more heavy and gravity and starting to see shapes and colors and then all of a sudden boom oh oh I'm Bob. I remember him. <laughs> I'm serious. It was so much fun. Oh, and I'm with a group of friends. I know who I am, but I also know that I am love. I just had the most experience, the wonderful experience. And everything that I experienced on the other side, because I do live on both sides, both human and non-human, mm -hmm. everything I experienced there, all of a sudden I looked across the room and there was this girl, 17 years old. Her name was Marie. And everything I felt there was coming from her. She turned golden. I was, oh my goodness, all that love, all that unconditional love, all that I can love is in that person. I called her up and I said, I want to date you. Let's go out. She says, you're crazy. I said, I know that. Short answer is three years later, we were married. And that's uh -huh. the that I had as a wonderful spouse for 25 years. And she was the first person to ask me, are you gay? Uh, okay, wait, before we get there, I have a couple of questions about th that experience. Go ahead. Did you share what happened with any of your friends who you were with? Nobody. 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 I didn't share this with anyone except Marie. Okay. She, I said, Marie, I have seen your soul. I used to say to her, I've seen your soul. I know who you are. I know how beautiful you are. And I only feel and see your beauty. And she said to me, I believe you. <laughs> mm. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know this experience. I, said, I don't expect anybody to know it. It's mine. I know it, but I see all of that coming from you. And I never told anybody for years. Okay. okay. And then, I, I mean, did you have any kind of a religious upbringing or any kind of, of, of way, any kind of reference frame with which to view this whole experience? None. I always say that, you know, we, I was Italian in the Bronx and we yeah. were you know, born and raised Catholic, but yeah. I think I went to church when I was baptized, when I made my communion, and then when I went for my confirmation. <laughs> I always say my parents were there on those occasions and then at their funeral, and that was it. You know, there was no religion. I was not religious. I did not follow anything, no. However, as I learned, 
what my experiences are, and this was on the first of my many mystical experiences, they are all written in all of all of the religions. Yes. I, I, I had no religious background at all. Okay. And did you, did you seek out any sort of spiritual guidance? Did you look for someone to help you interpret this? Or was it just something that changed your life and you were like, whoa, and you just kind of dealt with it on your own? Great question. I dealt with it on my own. Mm. From that moment on, I knew I was guided. From that moment on, I knew I had a co-pilot. I, you know, conscious co-creator, no doubt about it. And I relied on that. I was able to connect, not in that same space, same way, you know, by going out of my body, but connecting it with a feeling. Mm. All of a sudden, I had this ability to have this flow, this feeling of flow. Oh, this feels like the right direction to go in. My guides would say, yes, go that way. Mm. This is not the right direction. And that led me to all, everything that I've done, so, so, um, so I didn't seek any help from anybody except my guides. Gotcha. Gotcha. And, um, did you ever have another experience like that? Or was it like, that was the one and that just changed your life from then on? No, I've had multiple experiences like that. Okay. So, I mean, we can get into them if you want, but the answer is short. Yes, I've had multiple. And now I've also learned now that I've come out of this, I generally came out as a spirit uh, three, four years ago at the most, mm. like you said, I use this to actually bring things into the world. I do get things done. I am an executive. I execute, get things done, but I get them done through the direction of the divine. And I, I like to call myself the divine executive. I get mm. the divine and I get things done. GTD mm. and GTD. I get the divine, I get things done. Um, so I don't even remember your question, but I asked my answer. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, so, but then after that experience, you, you married Marie and, and you worked at IBM for 33 years. Now people wouldn't necessarily think of IBM as a very enlightened place to work. No, so I'm curious, how did you balance having this mystical experience of love and knowing that you're divine with just like the day-to-day -day, um, challenges of working in a corporate environment. I mean, I lasted in, in, in corporations all of nine years before I was like, no, I'm out of here and became an entrepreneur. I appreciate that. How did I do it? I, I, I'm telling you, I approached every single day and every single moment with love. Mm. That's it. Everything was there. I always approached everything with love. There were, I, I, I had no judgment on anyone. We have a job to do. Let's get it done. Mm. I don't care about anything else. And I see you. I know you. I'm not afraid of any human being. I'm not afraid of any human being. And, 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 and it allowed me, the thing that always was told about me, because I didn't know who I was at IBM, if you will, I, mm. there's two things that, that, that I'm known for getting things done. And I'm trusted almost immediately. Oh. There's something, and I know that that comes from my secure presence of the divine. I walk into every board meeting. I walk into every meeting. I walk into every encounter knowing that I have the divine within me. Mm -hmm. I don't need anything else. I'm curious because a lot of people I know who've had some kind of experience like that, 
they end up going off and pursuing some kind of spiritual life of 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 either studying to become a monk or yoga or teacher or you know some kind of of pursuit in that way um but you didn't and and i'm curious like what was it that said to you like oh just just go and like get a regular job or something as opposed to like yeah let's go out and teach people about this that's a great question um I, I I had no religious uh, I had no religious anchoring or you know wanting to not at the early age later on but not at the early age and what I wanted was I wanted to, I wanted Marie I knew I was gay I never talked to anybody I did not choose to be gay I did not uh, choose to be a mystic mm-hmm. so both of those things at the same time so i did not want to be a mystic so i don't have to tell anybody about it i'm certainly not going to go into religious to become a mystic because i don't want it but it's here and i don't want to be gay so i'm going to marry marie we're going to be we're going to have a family and a house and our and our career and i put everything into that it was my decision and choice it was my intention and my intent Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so so at the time you married marie you already knew you were gay Yes. I mean, and everybody says, how did you, because I, Marie is the only person I've ever been with and I was never with a man, Mm -hmm. but being gay the way that I experienced it is not anything about sex. Mm -hmm. And so so even in the absence of sex, I know that I'm attracted to men. And when I was a little child, I mean, I wanted to marry a man. That was it. If I could marry a man, I would have been first. I would love that. Are you kidding me? I'm, I'm a very uh, relationship person, as you can tell. Right. 25 years and somebody 23 years. But the relationship, the person I want to be with is a man. But Marie was the person that I saw love in. And then I was, oh, oh, the divine says that I can be very successful with her and have children. That was most important to me was to have children. Mm. Why? But it was. So it became it became what I chose as opposed mm. to religion or religious or mysticism. Got it. So, got it. So we got to take another quick break. But when we come back, I want to go back to what you said before that she was the first person to say to you, are you gay? And I want to just kind of talk about how that came about and, and what that was, because that's a huge life turning event when right. when something like that comes out. And so I want to just dive into a little bit of how you navigated that and what that meant for your life. Okay. Love to do that. Yes. Awesome. So everyone, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity, and we'll be right back with Bob Russo in just a moment. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? 
I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be frank about health to advocate for all of us. Hey, everybody. It's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector, coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy and Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back. So, Bob, I have to ask you, because it sounds like you had a wonderful relationship with your wife. Yes, uh, it, it was. Yes. But keep going. Keep going. How did she come to ask you if you were gay? Great question. Um, you'll have to ask her. We'll bring her on. We'll ask her. Um, <laughs> Happy uh, to I, I say I say uh, the divine speaks in great ways. Right. And so at that point, um, I had a great relationship with her. We had two children. We were doing great. I had just gotten a great promotion at IBM. We just moved into our forever home. Solid. 25 years. Here we are. I was age 45. It was like this was it. Um, everything was perfect. This, is, this was my choice. I always knew I was gay. And just about a year before that, I was trying to become or thinking about becoming a deacon in the Catholic Church. Uh. And I had a year of discernment. And throughout that year, I was ready to dive into everything to becoming a, a, a deacon. And there was one thing that was actually driving me a little, like from the inside. I knew I was gay. And I knew I, I was never saying anything about it. And, you know, I was trying very hard to accept myself. But that was the one thing I hated about myself. Mm. It stuck with me. It was one thing I could not get over. I wanted to give up everything, but you know, before you can love anybody, you have to love, before you can love everybody, you have to love yourself deeply first. It was the one thing I could not love about myself. So I think that was coming up for that year. And somehow Marie, the great spirit that she is, the great advisor and guide, the great conduit that she is for me, somehow picked up on this. And out of the blue, I always say, we were hanging curtains together for the, on the new home. <laughs> but she said she was she said you know i had a friend that was gay i made friends with somebody who was gay and she just said i don't know i put two and through together and came up with four and she just asked are you gay and my answer was i don't know ah okay. she's the first person who ever asked me i had never never attended to it i didn't know i didn't know what gay was i only knew what she mm. was i I said, she says, what does that mean? That's not an answer that I want. I said, it's not an answer I want to give you. Yeah. You are what I want. This family is what I want. But I cannot tell you that I don't have feelings of attraction for men. And she goes, oh, you're gay. 
<laughs> and I said, but that's but that's not what I want. And I want you and I want to stay married and I don't want to change anything. I was afraid. I What about my career? What about our marriage? What is our family going to say? What are our parents going to say? What are our friends going to say? Everybody knows Bob and Marie. Everyone knows how successful we are as a couple. Everyone knows how successful we are in our careers. What if everything goes crazy? Because this is like, you know, we grew up when being gay was a criminal offense and psychologically uh, a problem. A disease. A disease. She said, no, I'm going to do for you what society and your parents couldn't do for you when you were younger. I'm going to help you come out. Wow. I said, thank you, divine spirit. I said, all that love that I felt at 17 is now coming to fruition. Now is where that love is coming from. So, so let's answer that question. So what did happen with the family, with the career, with, with your friends and everything? Yeah. So um, she's brilliant. She said, we're going to do this one step at a time. We're going to get comfortable with this idea. We're going to know that we're not husband and wife. She says, we all love each other dearly. There's no doubt about it. And she said, but we're not husband and wife. Let's face that. You're never gonna lose. You're never gonna lose me. I'm never gonna lose you. We're gonna always be in love with each other. We're gonna always have these children. We're gonna always have these friends. We're gonna always have everything, but we're going to tell them. And I'm like, no. She says, no, we have to, because it's not fair for us to stay together. And I said, that I understand. She says, you're gonna find a man, and I'm gonna find a man. So let's get on with this story, and let's tell the world that we love each other. There's nothing wrong with that. And so we did. And then we told the children like three months later. And then right after telling the children, they got comfortable with it. We told our parents and then we told our friends. It took about eight months or so. How old were your kids at the time? One was 13 and one was 19. And what year was this, just for context? 1998. 98, okay. And I'm 45 and I'm just coming out. Uh, and so, um, so we put it as January 1st, 1999. I'm going to move out of the apartment. Now everybody knows. Oh, IBM was great about it. They were like, are you kidding? You handle everything perfectly, Bob. You're going to be terrific. Now that you're a whole person, that's what Maria always used to say too. If you knew, if you like Bob before, you're going to love the new Bob because he's going to be <laughs> a whole person. IBM caught on to that. They wow. caught on to that. And you know what it was? I'm not afraid to take a risk. And I managed my life. I managed, we managed the transition as well as I managed every project. It was a wow. success. I took care of every stakeholder. I took care of every, you know, of, of, of everything that needed to be done. And we managed the way through it. And IBM said, that is what we want in the executive. Wow. Was there any... Was there anything that didn't go so smoothly? Like, did someone come out and say, oh, my God, I can't believe this, or I hate gays, or anything like that? Did you experience any of that? Great question. Very little, very little, very little. But again, I embraced it with love. I took total responsibility. And if you hated me, I could understand it. I would understand it. I I know, and there were some relatives, especially on Marie's side, because Marie was their favorite, and they wanted to protect her. They hated me. And I said, I completely, completely understand your point of view. And I don't blame you for hating me at all, because that's what you, I could understand that. But Marie steps in and said, but we love Bob. Mm. Bob is love. And Bob will always love you. And I did. 
and they and those people turned around. Really? Oh, yes. wonderful. Marie's parents were my favorite. I stayed with them till the very end. As a matter of fact, my husband, who's a hospice and palliative care physician, oh. was at the bedside of my father-in-law when he was passing away. My father-in-law, I say goodbye to him, and my father-in-law said to me, Bobby, I love you. And he said, where's Jay? I said, Jay is at the in the corner of the room. He said, bring him over here. Oh. Jay went over to him, and he said to Jay, Jay, I love you. Now, where does that happen? Wow. Wow. And that's 20 years after we were married. Where does that happen? That only comes from the love that I experienced on the other side, that I experienced through Marie, that she experienced through her husband. Where does it turn out that the, 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 the man who, who did this to his daughter, the man who did this to his grandsons, how does he say to my husband, I love you? He doesn't say, I love what you've done for Bob. I love what you've done for Marie. No, I love you. Wow. Wow. That's incredible. That's incredible. I mean, that's, that's really the power of love. I mean, that's truly. The power of love. I witnessed it and it's my life. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. I can share it with you because I know you get it. I totally, totally get. It. So does my audience. My my audience, they're they're pretty uh, conscious people, so they get it. Um. So you said before that you only came out sort of the spiritual side of you. You really only kind of went public with it like three or four years ago. What was it that kind of helped to tip you over the edge to say, okay, Bob, time to start? You got comfortable with talking about all the gay stuff now. Let, let's talk about the spiritual stuff. Well, again, I have to be pushed and foot in each other. So, 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 um, I leave IBM Corporation, and what am I going to do? And all of a sudden, it comes to me. I'm going to be coach. I didn't know what a coach was, but it came to me divinely. Believe me, I become a coach. Just curious, uh, what kind of executive were you at IBM? So uh, the, the title was a program exec, uh, uh, program executive for uh, software development. Program okay. uh, executive program manager was the exact title. Okay. Okay. Software but development. And I've had many projects. I'm a, I'm a certified project manager also from the Project Management Institute. And so um, all software development and ran software projects. Okay. So an executive over techies. Oh, yes. Yeah. Very, very Got technical it. professionals. Very technical professionals. Got it. Okay. So now, so now you leave and you become a coach. So then what kind of a coach? Like, who do you decide to coach? So well, now, I, now how do I become a coach, right? So, right? so it came to me like in a weekend that I found this program called IPEC, the Institute for Professional Excellence in Coaching. And it sounded perfect. It fed all my parameters. The divine brought me there. And I sat down there and I'm thinking I'm gonna become an executive coach. Like it's gonna teach me how to, you know, talk to people and advice and counsel. The very first meeting we sit down, they go, I'm gonna teach you all about energy and we're here to raise the consciousness of the world one person at a time. And I said, <laughs> get me out of here now. <laughs> Right. But it stuck with me. And that very, 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 very first day we were in a group session and they said, start coaching each other. And I sat at the woman next to me and I asked her one question and she broke down crying. And she said, that was the one question that I needed to break through. She wanted to write a book and she couldn't finish her last chapter. And I, I said that, but that I just got that question from the divine. I saw her. I'm, I, how do I tell her I got this from the divine? Oh, raising the consciousness my consciousness was just raised and i was able to help her this is going to be the best thing that ever happened to me 
Uh, I never told anybody. So then I get involved with a with a group of people called uh, out of Rich Litvin. Rich Litvin is a great coach, and I coached with him for a year. Mm-hmm. And that's when he said, Bob, and this came out with his group. They saw it. They saw me. They they looked at me. They said, Bob, you are not an executive coach. I said, what do you mean? Of course I am. They said, we know that. It's the least interesting thing about you. <laughs> you are a spirit. I said, how did you know? Just like Marie said, you're gay. Yeah. Said, you are a spirit. I said, I've been hiding it. They said, you cannot hide it any longer. Uh, that was only about three years ago. Wow. 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 And I have not, I'm still hiding it, but I'm trying not to. That's why I'm on your program. Well, well, you know, you come on here, forget it. That's it. You know, I'm um, outing you. Um, I'm outing you as a spiritual being. Thank you very much, Sam. And I will give you credit for that. <laughs> very comfortable being a spirit, both living in this world and the other world. And I want to answer another question because when I, the, the shaman that I went to and I spent the week with in, in December, I met him two years ago, three years ago when I was on this journey. Who's that? His name is Teo Alfaro. Okay. He's also known as, as a wolf whisperer. He has a wolf sanctuary in California, but he's also a great executive coach also. Mm-hmm. Anyway, and he runs great businesses. Anyway, um, I, he's one of the people that I talked with immediately, and I told him about this 17-year-old going in. He goes, of course you travel. I know that. I could tell. I've been traveling my own life. Right? <laughs> of course I know. I said, but why do I come back? He goes, we always come back. I said, but why? It's so beautiful over there. He goes, because we can get stuff done. He didn't say stop, but we can get stuff done here. This is where we come to earth to get things done. Yeah. Yeah. And he's the man who told me about thought, feeling, words, action, to get things done in 3D. That's why we're here. And we get to eat pizza, he said. Don't forget that. <laughs> oh, I love him already. Right? Um, Me too. Absolutely. And, and I love that because there's so many spiritual people out there that I meet that all they want to do is ascend. They, they literally, all they want to do is escape this world. But I've really, I get the feeling like, no, it's the exact opposite. We're here to descend the energies and to create heaven on earth. Absolutely. Oh, those are my words, to create heaven on earth. And that's what we do. We have the ability to create heaven on earth. My story is the example of it, that, you know, right. what, I, what I have heard. And we are here to create, absolutely. Um, and it, and I live in both worlds at the same time. I used to separate them. I mm. didn't have them integrated. You used the word before, integration. Yes. Teo has taught me how to integrate this into one body, into one being, not separated, bring it into one. I live in both worlds. I have a foot in one world and a foot in the other. And I'm perfectly happy living from that, being from that. And it's everything that I can bring into this world uh, from the divine. Wonderful. Wonderful. Through love, love, unconditional love is always, always. Always. Okay. We got to take our last break of the show. When we come back, I want to talk about maybe what are you doing today? Like what is now that you're starting to come out in this spiritual way, like how is that affecting what you're doing today? Okay. Hey, of course. Awesome. So everyone stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We do this live every Thursday, 12 noon to 1 p.m. Eastern right here on talkradio.nyc. And we'll be right back with our guest, Bob Russo, in just a moment. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. 
Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. you a conscious co-creator are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness i'm sam Leibowitz, your conscious consultant and on my show the conscious consultant hour awakening humanity we will touch upon all these topics and more listen live at our new time on thursdays at 12 noon eastern time that's the conscious consultant hour awakening humanity thursdays 12 noon on talkradio.nyc Listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Bob, we just got a few minutes left. Um, I'd love to know, like, you now started um, studying with some spiritual teachers. You're starting to kind of come out and let people know about this more mystical side of you. So how does that impact what you do on a day-to-day basis? That's a great question. Um, On a day-to-day basis, I'm just trying to become more and more comfortable with this create a language around it, Hmm. find the people who resonate with it at the moment and build a community of people who this is not unusual. This is not, this is the way that it is. Um, You know, this, it just is like, I I always say, I remember when we all thought the world was flat and a few of us who said it was round and we were like, nah, and now we know it's round. Well, there's also the other dimension that we can access and bring to this world. Now is the time for us to say it as if it is, and it's nothing big. It's not a big deal. It's just the way that things are. I don't want to make this into a big thing. I just want right. to bring this into reality here. You know, I have to tell you, it's quite interesting. In the last week, I've had at least two, probably more one-on-ones with people I know from business networking groups. And the conversation ended up going from business into spirituality. Right. And I find that people, and these were not people that necessarily were overly spiritual or anything else, but people are more open, I feel, than they've been before. And they're more curious about it than they've been before. Correct. Correct. I'm finding that with my previous clients, I'm opening up more and more. I've done that over the past six months. And as soon as I do, they're like, I know. I know there's something that you're, you know, now it makes sense. And let me tell you about my experience. 
Mm. No one talks about it. So there's not a common, it's just like when I was gay, but there was nobody to talk to about it. Right. Am I gay? Am I not gay? I don't know. Once there's a common language and community, now we can explore. I want to do the same thing for spirituality. I think it's happening. And I want to be a conduit for that. Right. I want to be, I want to come from my spirit mm-hmm. and I want to create a community. I want the, the community to expand so that there's more people that know that, wait, this does happen to me also. Because people say, wait, I had a dream. Do you think that was mystical? Or I had a vision of, or I had a, 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 a strong feeling of my, my relative who transitioned. Yes, those are all, that's not, that's something to pay attention to. Yeah, I, I remember when I, I went from just being Sam Liebowitz business consultant to being the conscious consultant. And, and I used to do real estate before and I met many people. And then when I started to come out as the conscious consultant and meet with them, they were like, oh, really? Well, let me tell you about this strange thing. Or like, oh, you know, one time I saw a UFO in the sky. Or you know what? I, I had this strange experience. So, so like, what do you think of that? And it's so funny how like everybody's had something unexplainable happen in their life. And, and they've been afraid to talk about it. But once you open the door for it, they're like... Right, right there with you. And I say that's because this is our natural way of being. Yes. Right. And so, and it just is something we haven't talked about yet, but everyone has it. Everyone has connection to the divine. I believe everyone comes from the divine. We have connections to many other things, but we also have connection to the divine. And, um, and so therefore it's not unusual that people feel this connection, but discard it. Right. Just like I felt the connection to men, but discarded it. Same thing. And now if you talk about what am I going to be doing in the future, I was thinking about that in the, during the commercial break. Mm. I was, I'm in one of the periods of total surrender. Mm. And so I know that this is a time for me not to think or plan, but to be. And to give up whatever, you know, give up any of my ego and figuring what I have to do. Or, you know, I have to have an audience of 12 million people and I have to know this and I have to have this measure. No. Just be you every day and you give me the opportunity to do this today just be myself and we'll see where it goes. I don't know who I am until I become something and I accept who I am. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. I love that. And and I have to connect you with the woman who I had on my show like two weeks ago, Beth Bell, because she was a formula, former pharmaceutical executive. And she just came out with her book, Angels, Herpes and Psychedelics. Oh my gosh. I have to read that. (laughs) Yeah. It's a great, it's one I'm, I'm, Still in the middle of reading it. I haven't had much time, but it's very well written, very honest, very yeah. personal book, but all about her path of like married to the perfect man and having the perfect house. And then all of a sudden, you know, all of that having to change. And 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 the reason why I want to connect you to her is because her mission, she feels, is also like taking uh, executives and quote unquote normal people and and being the gateway for them to like meet all kinds of yes. mystical people and people yeah. doing different things to, to, because she has that corporate background as well. And, and I want so. to, I want to connect other executives to their divine spirit so they can also become the divine executive. Mm. I'm not here to tell them how to do anything, but other connect from connect to your spirit and then bring that into your world as an executive. Because I get the divine and I get things done. And I want to help you do the same thing. Connect to your divine, get things done. I am going to be known, I guess, after this as the divine executive. Someone uh, just, they 
want to write that book for me. They want to help. Right. I was just going to say, I could see the name of your group now, the Divine Executives. <laughs> there I, you go. It, it, it's it's already happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was going to ask you: Is there a book in the works, or do you have an idea? There is. There's some. There is a ghostwriter who's heard my story, right? And he's like, "I we've got to figure this out. What is this book?" And I said, "Really, in my mind, there's two books. One is the Divine Executive. I want to talk to other executives and talk to people right. about getting things done through the Divine Spirit." And I'm very well versed in that. But then there's the other one, which is my life story, which we just went through. How do you live this life? And how do you take the courage from the divine to live an uh, extraordinary life? Um, and he says, well, maybe that's, you know, maybe it's combined. Maybe it's one book. I don't know. But there's something in there about the divine exper- uh, the divine executive. And, and somebody else has encouraged me to buy the domain called bob.guru. He calls me Bob Guru. <laughs> he wants my email address to be I am love at Bob.guru. And I think that's great. I think that's, that's wonderful. Great. That's wonderful. All right. We're, we're coming to the other show. You, by the way, you have to read Beth's book because it's all about it's her memoir. And, and I think it'll give you a good idea. Um, but before we sign off, if, if people want to learn more about you, if they want to get in touch with you, what's your website? How would people find you? Best way to do it is Bob at execgc.com and that stands for executive game changers ah uh, so put bob at executive game changers with an s.com you'll get me or bob at exec e-x-e-c gc for game changers.com and i will respond i look forward to all of that wonderful and then your website is uh, that is my website, right? That's oh. my website. Uh, I'm sorry, my website is execgc.com. Execgc.com. You'll also find it on Instagram at exec game changers. Got it. Got it. Wonderful. Wonderful. Oh. Well, Bob, oh, it's been a real pleasure having you come on the show today. A, a fellow Bronx man, you know, it's always uh, welcome here. And, uh, and, and, you know, it warms my heart to meet people like yourself, um, who, who have a foot in both worlds and, and, and can help to normalize being spiritual and being grounded and practical and successful in the business world. They're not mutually exclusive. Indeed, they work together beautifully, don't they? Exactly. And I of you, I'm very glad to have met you and to be with you this time. And also spirituality is not religion. Yes. Nothing wrong with religion, but it's, it's, I talk not of religion. As I say, I don't follow any religion, yeah. even though I'm going to be a deacon in the Catholic church. Yeah. It's not religion. Religion right. is, is different. This is spirituality and coming directly. You have a direct connection to the divine. Let's right. bring it. Let's bring it. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you, Bob. And thank you, my loyal listeners, for tuning in every week. Without you, there is no show. I so appreciate you all. And don't forget, if you missed any part of today's show, you can always catch the podcast on Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, wherever you love listening to podcasts, you'll find it, as well as on talkradio.nyc. Thank you all for tuning in. We will talk to you all next week.
Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.